All right, Remnant Warriors, welcome to the program. This is the Todd Coconato Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato. It's 4-23-2021. It is Friday. Are you guys happy it's Friday? I'm happy it's Friday. It's been quite the week, let me tell you, quite the week. Hey, listen, a heartful thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say it enough. To those that have prayed for me and my family over the last couple of days, uh, one of these days, I don't know when, but someday I'll be able to share with you guys everything that we've gone through. It'll be quite the story, let me tell you. Uh, I got to have lunch with a pastor that was uh, also involved in the Trump campaign and uh, a friend, and you know, was sharing a little bit about some of the things that we had gone through, and he was just like, wow, you know, but one of these days I'm going to be able to share it. The reason why I can't, as you guys understand, is because you're not the only ones that listen to this podcast, and there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast, but there's also some bad guys, some bad actors that listen to this podcast, and they want to know how they can further cause pressure and pain to me for telling the truth. So I don't want to give them any more ammunition, if that makes sense. So that's why I don't say too much about it. People always ask, me, what happened? What's going on? All I can say is thank you for your support. I think you get it. Most of you guys get it. All you have to do is look at what's happened to other people out there. And uh, I think you can kind of understand that those that are out there speaking the truth are uh, are getting targeted in this in this crazy uh, communist coup insurrection, real insurrection that's happened. Now, I'm not talking about what happened at on the 6th at the Capitol. I'm talking about a real uh, attempted takeover of our nation by communists. And so there's a real battle, but we know what the scripture says. It says the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. And I actually want to read you my life verse. This is uh, me being a little transparent here and kind of sharing some some intimate details. But, I, you know, God gave me a life verse. It's Romans 4.20. I actually have that verse right up on my wall so I can see it every single day uh, because it means a lot to me, and I think you're going to understand why. So let me read it to you. Romans 4.20, it says, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, here that's so powerful because it's exactly where we are right now, friends. And I, that's why I want to bring this verse up. You know, we, we have to understand that God, we can't waver having unbelief, doubt, discouragement. You know, I want to talk about these things today because I see it as a major problem right now, even in the body of Christ where so many people are down, so many people feel defeated, so many people feel like they're deflated, like the air just been just been let out. You know, they're they're kicked in the gut. We've talked a lot about being kicked in the gut and feeling like that. And now we're, you know, we've been trying to work this all out and figure out how we're going to move forward the last couple of months. I mean, clearly, you know, the election was obviously uh, rigged. Um, you know, we're seeing horrible things that are now happening in our country as a result of this. Every day, it's almost like a nightmare. They're doing it at a much faster pace than we than we probably even anticipated. Some anticipated, but others didn't. And it's waking up people that maybe were asleep before or that didn't realize it was going to happen this fast. But now people are seeing like, wow, this is crazy what's happening in America. And for those of us truth tellers and those of us that have been awake for a while, you remnant warriors, you probably get it. Uh, some people are saying they're newly remnant warriors, but you know what? If you're a brand new remnant warrior, it doesn't really matter to me. You're a remnant warrior. You've been, you've been awakened. You've come out of the matrix. You understand what's going on. You see it. 
Uh, but 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 we have to think about what that scripture says. He did not waver. He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Listen to that. He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Well, what does God promise? He's promised a lot of things, right? But I can tell you, I say a lot of things on this on this broadcast quite often recently, and I'll reiterate those. But God says what's what's been done in darkness will be brought to the light. He also says he's with us even until the end of the age. So he didn't just bail out on us. He hasn't forgotten about us. He's not ignoring our prayers. It's like, can you imagine God sitting there with a you know a cell phone? Just ignore, ignore, ignore as we're praying. He's not doing that. <laughs> he's doing the very opposite, actually. He hears the prayers. And as I said that Newsweek so eloquently pointed out that I said, I did say this part, I said, God responds to the prayers of the righteous. Now, they're trying to make that like that's some conspiracy. It's such a conspiracy that a pastor would say God responds to the prayers of the righteous. How dare he? How dare he say that God responds to prayers? Well, that's because half of those people don't even believe there is a God, even though they're serving Lucifer. They're serving Satan. Some of them knowingly are doing that. They're actually doing the rituals. They're, I mean, there's some deep, dark stuff that's going on, guys. But some people don't realize that they're serving Satan, that they, they think they're enlightened. We follow the science. You know, the, everything just came into being from a big bang out of nowhere. I mean, really, come on, they have to have more faith than me. A big bang from nowhere? And that's what you believe? And then all of a sudden, uh, somehow monkeys and apes were formed, and then we evolved from them? That's what you believe? Really? But I'm the crazy one. <laughs> but hey, you know what? There's really people that believe that stuff. And, uh, and these are the same people that are willing to turn the other direction and kill a baby after it's born. One of the most grotesque, inhumane, uh, vile things that you could ever think about. The most precious, the most innocent of our populace. Literally a brand new baby. I just, my, my friend just brought a baby by today. Brand new baby. And we're looking at how precious and beautiful this brand new baby, this new addition to their family and I just think, I mean, it's a newborn, brand new, so little. Remember when babies, you know, you first had one of your kids or whatever, and they're so little, or have you seen like a brand new newborn baby? They're so little, they're so precious, they're so delicate, they're so innocent. And yet this is this is what the left in America have convinced themselves that it's not really a baby, that they can still kill that baby even after being born. And people are justifying this, and people are saying they're Christian and they're justifying this. And then people tell me, well, Todd, you can't, you know, you can't vote based on one issue. Well, no, it's not one issue. It's a million issues. But I've never said, like, I'm Mr. Republican representative. I just said out of the two parties, the Republicans are much more easy to align with as a believer in Christ. You know, and then people say, oh, how could you ever support Donald Trump? We got into that conversation yesterday. But, but here we are now, and many of you have been in this fight with us. And you know that we're very active in, in several different areas right now. We're fighting. And people want to know every single day, you know, is anything going to happen today? Is anything going to happen tomorrow? And, you know, are we, are we, it reminds me kind of, and I'm not saying this in a mean way. Please understand. Nothing I say here is meant to be mean. Like we're all in this together. I get it. I'm frustrated. Just like you. If you're frustrated, if you think justice is never going to happen, trust me, I felt that way. I'm right there with you. So I'm not here like mocking you or making fun of you or anything like that. But have you ever, you know, been on a road trip with your kids and you, and you're like an hour, two hours away, but they've been like waiting, chomping at the bit. You're going down to Disneyland. They're just chomping at the bit. You know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And how many times do they ask? And when they say that, does it make it, does it make you get there faster? No, it doesn't. But, but the kids will say it a bunch of times because 
you know, they, they don't understand that you got to go another couple hundred miles to get there. You know, it's going to take an, another two hours or whatever. And it, it, saying, I, are, are you there yet? Are we there yet? Does not get you there faster, but they're still going to say, it. and that's kind of what's happening right now in our movement. And I, and I want to make sure that we understand that we are believing that God is going to respond to the prayers of the righteous. We're praying for revival. We're praying for a great awakening. We're praying for repentance. We're praying that America turns back to her first love, Jesus Christ. Uh, we clearly know that America got off course. We clearly know that we don't really deserve God's grace or mercy, but we believe because there is a righteous remnant praying and interceding and on our faces before the Lord. And I know many of you are intercessors that are listening to this. Now, some people don't even know what an intercessor is. Let me explain. Just somebody who's a prayer warrior. You are you are literally a soldier for the kingdom of God that that you're you're um, dedicated to praying and interceding, to getting on your face before the Lord Jesus Christ and 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 being a, a true committed prayer warrior. You know, and 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 there's a lot of aspects to that. That one of the most important positions in the body of Christ is an intercessor. You're interceding, you're praying, you're covering others with prayer. Many of you have, have written me and said, we, you know, we feel led to pray for you and to cover you. That's the only reason. Let me explain something to you. That's the only reason that I am protected and, and under, uh, I mean, it's amazing the favor that God has given us to be able to continue to do the work that we're doing and to have God's favor and grace and mercy and protection. And why do you think that is? Because there's intercessors standing in the gap and praying for us. Thank you. I cannot do this without you. The intercessors are extremely important. It's an extremely important position. Some people say, well, you know, I, I can pray, but is there, you know, that's all, is that all I can do? I just feel like I need to do more. Well, first of all, let me just say this. Prayer is extremely important and God does respond. I don't care what Newsweek says. They're fake news. Okay. If they want to mock a pastor who loves the word of God and who who loves the Lord with all of his heart, if they want to mock me for saying that God responds to the prayers of the righteous, well, let me tell you something, bulletin, newsflash, Newsweek, you clearly don't understand the power of prayer because prayer is the most powerful weapon. It is an offensive weapon. It is a defensive weapon. It is prayer is so incredibly crucial, critical, and important. And, and, and the intercessors are what's really holding this country together right now. I'm going to be honest with you. The intercessors are literally holding this nation together right now because, honestly, we do deserve judgment. And so people say, well, we deserve judgment, and now we're in judgment. I get it. And, and yes, there is a good argument for that, and, and it could be the case. It could be the case. But as I've said to you from day one, I believe that God wants to do something powerful. And I do read in the scripture, and we're going to go through this right now, in the scripture where it says there's going to be a powerful move of God and an end time great awakening. Let's read it. Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. So, you know, listen, we're, we're believing that we're getting close to the last days. If not, we're in the last days. People always ask me, Pastor Todd, do you think we're in the last days? I say, well, we're definitely in the birth pangs, but we could be in the last days. We could be. Um, I mean, if you're a pre-tribulation uh, rapture believer, then, uh, you know, we could be out of here any minute. I mean, according to that type of theology from a Christian standpoint, literally, I mean, it, everything is in alignment, right? I mean, it, God could come tonight, could come tomorrow. So you better get your house in order. 
Now, I know there's mid-trib and post-trib people, and, and so we have to be careful because there's different views on this particular subject matter, and I'm not one to argue on this subject matter. I know some of you believe in the pre-trib, some of you believe in the mid-trib, and some of you believe in the post-trib. And I always say, listen, I hope that the pre-trib people are right because that means we get out of here, and that would be wonderful. But uh, we do believe that in the last days, God says he's going to pour out his spirit upon all people. Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Young men are going to see dreams and visions, you know, and, and you know, old men are going to see uh, dreams and visions. And in those days, he's going to pour out his spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. So God is ready to make a move here. And it's a great harvest. It's a great time. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. It's, it's going to be a great move of God. And we're believing that we are in the on the cusp of this, D- despite what's happening in the political arena, despite who's in the White House, that there's going to be a powerful move of God. I believe there's already pockets of revival. I say pockets of revival all around the country where people are starting to see God move in a very powerful way. And uh, this is encouraging to see what God is doing. We never can lose focus. We never can lose hope. We never can get discouraged. We have to keep pressing ahead in victory. We have to know who we are in Christ. I think we've kind of established that in the last few months here. But but people ask me every day, uh, regardless, you know, Pastor Todd, what do you think is happening with our country? So I want to tell you this. Uh, here Here's where we're at, okay? What I think as of today, right now, where we're at right now as we as we talk, is I think that God is doing something new in our nation where he is allowing a time period where people are waking up, and I think it's a necessary time period because I think we got apathetic. I think we got uh, complacent. I think we allowed a lot of leaven in the church. I think we allowed compromise. I think we allowed false idols, and we got really, I mean, it was just a real comfortable time in America. And everybody just kind of got comfortable and, you know, we, we, we didn't so much see the altar calls anymore. We didn't so much see a lot of miracle signs and wonders happening in the body of Christ. We didn't see any of that stuff. I mean, some places may have, but not a lot. And, you know, you heard about it. You heard about it happening with missionaries in Africa or different places in the world. You heard about it, you know, but you didn't really see it in America. And the reason why is because a lot of people stopped believing that it was even possible. Let's just be honest. There was a lot of people in the body of Christ that believed that the miracles aren't even for today. They feel like that was like something that happened back in Christ's time, but that's not happening now. And so if you have that thought, then they're not going to happen because God needs us to have faith. I mean, it says without faith, it's impossible for, for us to please God. So does he need our faith? I mean, technically, no, he doesn't need anything. Let's just be real. He doesn't need anything. But but if, he, if, if we want to please God, if we want to see him move in the fullness in our life, then first of all, we have to believe that God exists. And second of all, we got to have faith, you know, even as a mustard seed, but, you know, he can move the mountain. And, and if we don't have faith, then it's going to be impossible to please God. So we have to believe. Let's go back to that Romans 4.20 again. We have to believe that God is able to do what he said he's going to do. So, so God has said a lot of things that he's going to do in the word of God. There's a lot of promises. There's a lot of things that he says about who we are. There's a lot of things about he says about what we do, our actions, and what we can do to make a difference. He tells us that the battle is not against flesh and blood. He tells us that we're in a spiritual battle. He tells us that we have the authority to trample on scorpions and demons, and what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loose on earth is loose in heaven. He tells us that we can lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. He tells us that we're going to do miracles even like Jesus did and even greater in our our ministry if we believe that we're able to do such things. 
So, so how is that separated from the message of the current current church in America? Well, I think more and more people are talking about these things. I think there's a remnant that's rising up. I think there's a, a revival that's coming. I, I think there's positive things in that aspect, but I don't think we're there yet because I still see too many believers, and I'm just being honest, too many believers that still lack the faith. So if God is going to move, which I believe he's going to, it's going to require us to have radical faith and really walk this thing out, walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So we can't be like those little kids that are in the car saying, are we there yet? Instead, we have to trust in the Lord God with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding, definitely don't listen to the prophets of Baal and the fake news media, okay? But literally, we're sitting here and we're saying, God, you have my life in your hands. My life is literally in the palm of your hands. I trust you. I believe you. I know that you're going to do something because you said it in your word. We know that there's going to be a powerful move of God in the end times where he's going to pour out uh, among all, and and we're going to see him move. And so I think that's where we're getting close to that time period right now. We're going to see a powerful move of God. And so everything's aligned and ready, and the enemy is raging right now because he also knows what's coming. And, and he's mad that people are waking up, and he's mad that people are going back to the, the cross of Calvary, the blood of Jesus, repentance, and the fundamentals of our faith. Because what's been done in darkness is being brought to the light, and that's what's happening. Listen, I've been truth-telling for 20 years now, okay? And I'll tell you, I started talking about some of this stuff years ago, and the audience was small, friends. That's why, where do you think the name Remnant came from? The audience was small. Why was it small? Because only a few people had ears to hear and eyes to see at that particular time. They were caught up in the in the hour, and it just wasn't where the church was. Let's just be real. If you're a remnant person, you know what I'm talking about. There's always been a remnant church, but there was definitely not an appetite for some of this stuff where now we have over a million people listen to the show a year. I mean, way more than that. And so obviously there's an appetite now, but there wasn't an appetite before. There wasn't an appetite at all. And, and, and so there was a small group, a very, you know, very small remnant. So for many years, remnant churches were very small churches, and, and the preachers that were preaching boldly you know, were, were not really uh, reaching so many people because of the time period. It was, it, was, it was a good message. It was a great message, but it wasn't time. Well, now what's happening is that the same exact message, the remnant message, preaching about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, uh, repentance, the same things, you know, talking about altar calls, talking about healing, talking about deliverance. These things are now becoming popular. Why? Because the remnant body of Christ are waking up people and people are coming to understand what we need to do and they're understanding that the, you know, the world, there really is wickedness. There really are children being sex, sex trafficked. There's really a, a cabal. There's really a deep state. There's really satanic people in, in high echelons, upper echelons positions and they're doing very evil things. And like I told you guys recently, I used to tell people that the Super Bowl halftime show was literally a, a satanic act and that people were doing all types of rituals during those types of things. People think I was nuts. Well, the very same stuff that I say now, millions of people say, yes, that's true. What changed? God is preparing us. That's what's happening. There's an awakening period of time, and that's why the remnant preachers have been prepared. We've been through the refiner's fire. When you hear fire and you wonder where it comes from, well, you maybe not understand. It's from the refiner's fire. We've been down, friends. We've had to go through it. You know, <laughs> You see the, the, the glory, but you don't know the story. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and again, I'm not telling that to you as remnant warriors, because I think anybody that's a remnant warrior gets it in some way, shape, or form. That's how you've gotten to the place where you're at. But I'm talking about 
You know, how, the, how all of a sudden the remnant message has now become a more mainstreamed message where people are hungry for it. It's not mainstream by any means, but what I'm saying is people are hungry for it. They're waking up by the droves. And so whatever is happening in Washington, D.C., don't even worry about that at this particular second because what we're talking about is a move of God that is waking up the masses spiritually so that they can see exactly that this battle is indeed what the Bible said, not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. So we understand the battle, and if we understand the battle— then we also need to understand the tools that we need to fight the battle because God's given us everything we need. It's all in the scripture. He's given us clear direction. He's given us understanding and wisdom, but we have to study ourselves to be approved before man. And we've got to be a, a you know, like Peter and Paul. We don't want to be the like demons. They say, I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? You don't want to be, who are you? Okay, you want to be a Peter or a Paul. You want to be going in there and changing the atmosphere and setting people on fire for the glory of God and healing them. And so this is what we're able to do. So when I breathe fire, listen, why is the devil raging to attack Todd Coconato? Well, it certainly isn't about me because I'm, I'm not anything special. It's because I'm walking in the authority and preaching the full gospel. And if you're doing it, you're going to come under the same type of attack. But here's the deal. We have the victory in Jesus Christ. And so when you say, are we there yet? I will say, yes, we are getting closer and closer to a major breakthrough. It's not just going to affect the United States, but it's going to affect the world. We're going to see the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Are you ready to be? in Isaiah and say, send me, I'll go. Are you ready to operate in the fullness of the word of God and what he has for your life? Because God is about ready to take you to another level. Are you ready? Are you ready? I am fired up today because listen, it is Friday, but we have gone through another week. We've survived. We're thriving despite the attacks of the enemy. It's like we're wearing a Teflon vest. No matter what they shoot at, they can't stop us. Why? Because we're moving forward in the victory that comes from the cross of Calvary, from the blood of the Lamb. We are walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit of living God to take back this territory and this nation for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So people say, well, do you think something's going to happen? Yes, I do think something's going to happen. I very much do. And I don't care what Newsweek, they want to mock me. Let them mock me. You know what? They're not going to be mocking so much when they see what happens. That's why I got the faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. With faith, you can move the mountain. I got the faith. God is going to move. Listen to this preacher tell you God is going to move. He's going to move in such a powerful way that people are going to say there's no way that could have been done unless it was the hand of God himself because only God could have done what he did. And that's the way God works. Only God. Only God. Don't ever count God out. Don't ever count him out in your life. Don't ever count him out in your situation. Don't ever count him out in your marriage. Don't ever count him out in doing a miracle sign and wonder in your life. If you believe, be like the woman who touched the hem of the garment. Who touched me, he said. I have not seen faith like this in all of Judea. Yes, that's right. The woman touched the hem of his garment. And, 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 and there was faith. She had faith. She, all she needed to do was just touch the hem of his garment. That was enough because she knew that if she did that, that she would see her victory, that she would see a miracle of the living God. And he, in fact, came through because that's what God does. We have to go back to the promise. We have to go back to who he is. We have to go back to what he says. God said what he's going to do. He, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's a, he's a good God. He loves us. This nation was dedicated to God. If you live in the United States of America, this nation was dedicated to God. You say, well, Pastor Todd, I live in Canada. Pastor Todd, I live in Australia. That's okay. Wherever you live, declare the glory of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords over your territory and over your nation. In the name of Jesus, take the territory. Start casting out, driving out. 
Listen, we have the authority. I'm so tired of the church feeling that they don't have the authority. I'm so tired of the defeatist mentality of so many people saying, well, Pastor Todd, is never going to happen. Stop telling me that. I don't care what you think. It's going to happen. Why? Because the Lord is in this. He's moving. He's moving on our behalf. God has a plan. His plan is good. His plan is holy. His plan is righteous. God has a plan. He, he will not forsake us. He will never leave us. I'm so tired of people telling me we're defeated, we're done, that's it, it's done. No, not until the, ch- if the church wants to throw in the towel, then yeah, it will be done. But if the church activates right now and stands up and starts binding and saying, get out in the name of Jesus, spirit of communism that's trying to take over this country, this is not your country. This country has been dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords who sits on the throne. This nation was dedicated to him. This nation is meant to be a godly nation. This nation is meant to be sending out missionaries around the world. This nation nation is meant to be a Christian nation. This nation is meant to be founded on the rock of Jesus Christ, the firm foundation. I'm so tired of hearing all the people telling me, listen, have you been stabbed nine times and God still saved your life? Well, guess what? I have. I have so much faith in the Lord because I know he's a God that comes through. And maybe you've been through a couple things. I bet you you have. And and people don't understand how you became a remnant warrior. They don't understand how you got your faith, and they're trying to talk you out of it. They're trying to tell you that we came from apes. They're trying to tell you we came from a big bang. They're trying to tell you that your kid is not the gender that they think they are. They're just trying to, everything that's good is evil, and everything that's evil is good. That's what they want to declare over us, but I will not take those words. Those words will fall to the ground. I believe in the King of kings and the Lord of lords and what he said about me, which I was fearfully and wonderfully made for a time as this. The promise is yes and amen, hope in the future. It's time to get back on fire, church. I'm telling you right now, it's time to get back up on fire right now. If you've been if you've been kind of in the in the dumps, it's time to get back up. It's time to press in. It's time to get on your knees and on your faces before the Lord and ask the Lord for favor and blessing and encouragement in your spirit that you would be restored to the fullness of your of your faith to the fullness of your anointing, that you will walk in the room and the atmosphere will change. You you better believe this is Satan's biggest nightmare, that the church would wake up. If the church wakes up, he's done. He knows it. He knows his future. He's already heard it. He's already read it. The word is, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's nothing changed. He knows his story. He knows his future. But yet he thinks he's going to rage because that's what he does. He's a liar. He will be thrown in the lake of fire. The, the pit. Of, man, come on. We know where Satan's going. He's a defeated foe. It's a fixed fight. God is on the throne. If you have a a, a, a sickness in your body, declare and decree in the name of Jesus that God is going to heal you. By his stripes, you are healed. That's it. By his stripes, you are healed. I'm going to believe what the word of God says. I'm going to believe that God has a plan for my life, a purpose for my life. I'm going to believe that even though the gates of hell try to come against me, they will not prevail. The fiery darts of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail against God's church. We are, we are founded and, 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 and sitting on the rock, the king of kings, the lord of lords. That's it. Stop it. Stop believing the lies of the enemy. Turn off the fake news media. Turn off the prophets of Baal. Turn off those. If the people are trying to attack you or tell you that God can't do something, you, you kindly correct them in love and tell them, absolutely, my God can do all things in the name of Jesus. That's what he says in his word. All things are possible. He can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you're dealing with a marital issue, Ask the Lord to heal your marriage. Say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, do something new in our family. Bring your fire back in this household, Lord God. Rekindle the fire. Rekindle the flame. Listen, we have to fight, friends. We're going to have to fight for our, 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 our fire. We got to stay on fire. 
We can't get discouraged. We can't grow weary in doing good. Listen, this is a fixed fight. I keep telling y'all, Satan is, is an archangel. God is the king of kings and lord of lords. It's a fixed fight. We're on the winning side. We're not losers. It's time we start acting like winners. Are we going to take back this country? You better believe we're going to take back this country. You better believe we're going to take back this country for the king of kings and lords. Why do I know that? Because there's a remnant army that's standing. I see the emails. This is one aspect of millions of other people out there that I probably don't know. Come on. So listen, I wanted to encourage you. I love you. This is a Friday message of fire. I hope that you're jumping up and down wherever you're at. I hope that you're getting on your face before the Lord. This is It's time for us to rekindle the fire, friends. It's time for us to get in the, in the spirit. It's time for us to understand the God that we serve. You want to take down George Soros? Here we go. This is how we're going to take him down. You want to take down the cabal and, and the child sex traffickers and the evil people of this world? This is how we're going to do it. Yes, they're real. I don't care what anybody says. I've seen it firsthand. They're real, but so is God. God is real, and we have the power and authority in the name of Jesus to take these people down, and by golly, that's what we're going to do, and that's what we're doing. So thank you for helping us in this mission. I cannot wait to speak with you next week. You are amazing remnant warriors. I am never going to give up this fight. I don't care how much they intimidate me or scare me or threaten me or throw bricks through my window or whatever they're going to do, you know what? Do it. You know what? You're going to have to answer to God. But guess what? I serve the king who sits on the throne, and you better be careful because God says, touch not my anointed. We're coming to take back this territory, and you better believe in the name of Jesus it's going to be done. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. Love you. We'll talk to you soon.